Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shi'urim in the Sefer Lakutse Moran. We're going to pick it up right where we left off, exploring the Maisamir Kava, the flaming chariot in Sefer Yechezkel, which our rabbis teach is one of the most complicated, challenging areas in all of the Torah. Picking it up right where we left off, Kiesh Arba Chayos Bevchinas Nefesh. There are four living creatures that are the aspect of the soul, the chisei and the throne, v'yoshev ala and that which sits on the throne. The first one is the aryeh, the lion. Aryeh shebevchinas nefesh. The aryeh is the concept of the soul. Zebechinas, which is all connected to the pasuk, the verse in Shira Shirim, arisi mori im besami, that I gathered my myrrh with my spice. Mori, what does that mean? Zebechinas maras nafesh. This bitterness is the concept of a bitter soul. That something's just off. We're, we're not doing as well as we could. Bechinas, which is the concept of nafsha marala, that her soul is bitter within her. Zebechinas pagama nefesh. This is the concept of a blemished soul. Pagama ratzon, which as we explained earlier, is a blemish of a person's desire. Remember, our desire is supposed to be linked up with the desire of the Almighty. And when it's not, then there's something called a pagam haratzon. There's a blemish on our desire. Kisharotza davar taiva zeharatzon. Because that when a person wants something, that's their desire. Hu pagamu nefesh. And this desire is a blemish on the soul, and it's not good for a person. To be clear, we're talking about rutzonos, about having a desire for something that is outside the realms of kadusha of holiness. V'achshav, and now when a person realizes I have a pagama nefesh, a blemish of my soul, a pagama ratzon, a blemish of my desires, and I decide, oh, I want to fix this. When this person comes to thee, Talmud Chacham, the wise man of the generation, with his soul and his desire, that this wise man, this super tzaddik, can take all of the desires of that person and bring them together with other desires of people in that generation to elevate them like we learned above. Vaaz and then, He also, this tzaddik, can gather all of the desires of the fallen souls and elevate them as well. And this is the concept of Aryeh, the lion. Lashun Leket. Aryeh is the language of collection. Shemalaket Marasa Nefesh, who gathers up all of the bitter souls. Hainu, namely, Pagama Nefesh, a blemished soul. Im Besami, what does that mean? With my fragrance. Im Aratzon Hatov, Shemale Reach Tov. That this blemished soul gets gathered up along with the good desires and the good that comes with it and the beautiful smell. It all goes up together. You may be wondering why an arie, why a lion is this idea of collection. Different, different commentaries in Lakut Emaran come in to say different things. Perhaps one reason is because the lion is the king of the jungle. The lion's will, the lion's desire is what trumps everything. So if, a, if an animal, in our metaphor, if an animal comes to the, to the lion, a lesser animal comes to the lion and says, lion, I need your help with something. The lion says, my will trumps, I'm going to take care of you. This is all about recognizing one's personal strengths. Baruch Hashem, we all have different kochos, we all have different strengths and different abilities, and it's our job to use them to the best of our opportunities. 
moving on to the next animal, Now, what's this concept of the ox that is within the soul? This is the aspect of a clear light that's added to the soul because of the coming together. Picture a window when it's totally shattered and then there's a light shining through. The light is is discombobulated. The light is broken up. But when it's crystal clear and shiny, so the light shines right through. The uniting of the soul's different pieces makes it brighter. And then the soul can shine even more. For when the person's will does not shine, then the soul is in the aspect of a hungry soul, as we learn in Tehillim. What's the aspect of a hungry soul? Ki ikr ha-ra'av, the main hunger of a soul, machmas heder ha'or, is a lack of light. Kemosha amru chachmenu zichon livracha, like our rabbis learn in Maseches Yoma, ya'ancha v'yarivecha v'yachilcha esaman. Mikan shasuma enosaveya. That the verse says that he made you suffer, he made you have challenges and let you hungry, and then he fed you the man. And from here we learn that a blind man is never satiated. The Gemara explains because a person can't see what they're eating, so you might physically feel full, but you're never really satisfied. Something is missing from the physical experience. Because the main satiation is that light that a person can see with their eyes. And through someone who's not able to see, a person's soul cannot be completely filled. Which is this aspect of desire of a person's will. Shlomo Amelech in Kohelis says, Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the soul. In However, when a person is able to clar- clarify his soul, to clean his soul, use that spritz on your glasses and clarify, make the window crystal clear, so then... He's satiated this desire, and the hunger of his soul has been filled with goodness, as we learn in Sefer Tehillim in the Psalms. And this is connected to the idea in Yeshaya, and he will satiate your soul with clearness, with a cleanliness. And this is the concept of the ox, Lashon Histaklus, which is the language of really looking at something, a deep gaze, not just to see, but to really recognize with crystal clarity. The verse we saw before, that the sight of the eyes is better than the wandering of the soul. We did the Aryeh, we did the shore, the lion, and the ox. Now let's move on to the next animal, which is the nesher, the eagle. The nesher, nefesh. The nesher, the eagle, is connected to the soul. That this aspect of the soul is like a chiddush, a renewal, his chadshus, renewal that the soul gets to have when it ascends, when it goes up to the higher levels, which is the aspect of pregnancy. That's Ibor's pregnancy. is nesher. This is the concept of an eagle. Tis chadesh kenesher nu'uraychi. As the Pasuk says in Tehillim, your youth is renewed like that of an eagle. There's a connection between Eagles and his chadshus and renewal. The spiritual concept of pregnancy is recognizing that in some cases there's something small, a small issue, a small 
concept or idea, and when it's nurtured appropriately, it can grow. That nurturing the process is essential. Something small, when nurtured appropriately, can grow into something much bigger. And the last piece, the human being, the Adam Shebenefesh, and the human being that is part of the soul, Zebachinas, as it says in Bereshis, Vayehiha Adam Lenefesh Chaya. And Adam, human, became a living soul. Kiha Adam Bechinas Miskaneha Tirei. Kemoshikasav, like the Pasik says, Naase Adam Bitsalmenu. Atirei Kidmusenu Miskane. Because when a human being, the Adam, a person, indicates that they're, they're poor or wealthy, as it's written, let us make man in our image, which the Zohar translates in our image to mean wealthy, and in our likeness to mean poor. So those are the four living beings. And then the Kisei, what's the deal with the throne itself? The Kisei Shebechinas Torah, because the Kisei, the throne of glory itself, is an aspect of Torah learning. The Gemara Masachas Psachim talks about the Kisa Atik Yoimin, that there are certain topics that were revealed in the days of yore, that were meant to be revealed later. And then there are certain topics that were concealed, hidden in the days of yore, that are meant to be concealed for much later times or perhaps never opened. And these, meaning the ones that are supposed to be revealed, some of them are opened up and are revealed to the world through stories of the Torah. And when our story, when our learning talks about sitting on the throne, what exactly is that talking about? This is talking about the ancient days themselves. It could be a reference to the Almighty, that the Almighty God always was, so it's referred to as antiquity, as the ancient one. It also could be referring to that time period. As we see in the verse in Daniel, and the days of yore were sitting. Now the Ofanim could be referring to the wheels of the chariot. It also could be referring to certain types of malachim, of angels. So what's the story with them? What do they represent? Sheba Torah, that are of the Torah. Hain hain gufe alachos. They are these ofanim, whether we're talking about the wheels or we're talking about angels, they are the body of halacha. When we actively learn halacha and we get involved in the particulars of Jewish law and how it's applied in our day, that's how we allow the, the engine to operate, if you will. We need wheels, and without those wheels, the whole body, the whole car cannot move. Closing off today, I want to make two particular points. One is that we are swimming in very deep, complicated waters. If some of this felt beyond our our comprehension, that's probably because it is. These concepts are very, very hard, and he who is giving the shear does not pretend to understand the entirety of that which Rabbi Nachman was teaching here in this part of this Torah. Additionally, at the end of the day, whether we understand the spiritual concepts or not, our soul understands them. So our job is to take them in. And ultimately, as the Gemara says, Elu ve'elu divre elokim chayim. These and these are the words of the living God, but it ends with the halacha kabes hillel. At the end of the day, there's a halacha. So don't allow ourselves to get lost in the particulars of the spirituality to the exclusion of our ultimate observance of mitzvahs and Jewish law overall. Wishing everyone a beautiful day.